0: Hello and welcome back to the Vetspace Ireland podcast with your hosts myself Michelle McGuire and I'm Hazel Mullins. This podcast is sponsored by our recruitment partners Lloyd and Cowan and you can find all their details as ever in the show notes.
1: On today's podcast, we have none other than Adam Conn, um, vet off the coast, if you know him on Instagram, and he is a mixed vet and a partner of a practice in the north of Ireland. So uh, listen up for his veterinary journey. Hello, Adam, and welcome to the Best Grace Ireland podcast. It is fantastic to have you on. Uh, You've been on our list for a while, so welcome. And uh, how are things up north?
2: Hi. Um, yeah, things are good, although um, slightly windy this past couple of days, um, but yeah, everything's still here. Well, my, my pickup actually nearly didn't survive. Um, I woke up, what day is this, yesterday morning? No, was it this morning? can't remember. Anyway, yesterday morning, I think, and there was a, a shed roof impaled in my pickup. So oh, I heard no! A bang in the middle of, yeah, I heard a bang in the middle of the night, and I was like, oh, I'll worry about it in the morning went out and there was a shed roof lying against it. And I was like, "Yep, yeah, I'll just move it. But it, it wouldn't budge. So I had to get oh my, my, my D-Horning saw out of the car and, <laughs> and nice. saw this roof off the pickup. And it's, it's got a few broken panels and a bit of a nightmare. Oh, no. But anyway, I got to a TV test at nine o'clock. So yeah, it's still oh, a
0: disaster. I
2: know, I know. It was a, it was a bad storm, actually. Um, Nothing you know,
1: stops. I, Adam no. Khan. no, he gets <laughs> yeah. the TV test.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Roof.
1: And is
2: that yeah. the ranger? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, oh uh, it's okay. It's, it's drivable. There's just a few broken bits on it. Um, but, yeah, to be fair, the shed roof has been making a lot of noise for years, and we've been watching it going, that's going to blow off someday. And actually, <laughs> on, on Sunday, we had family around, and my dad looked out of the window and said, that shed roof's gonna come off soon, <laughs> <laughs> and that same night it came off and landed on top of my
1: pickups. Oh my back god! So. Was well, that Storm Franklin though? This one. that was Franklin.
2: Yeah. yeah, we had those three and three nights. Franklin uh, but, was
1: a little bit of a dark horse, wasn't? It? Like we kind of yeah, it was all about Frank- Eunice.
2: Yeah, Eunice sort of went under the radar up here, and then Franklin came in and just smashed everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Franklin came there. in there and literally took the roof off the shed. <laughs> yeah, 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 Raise yeah. the roof. <laughs> oh, oh but
1: uh, yeah it was a funny old time there for the yeah that weekend was uh i felt like we'd no weekend because it was it was like oh do you want to go do something no it's actually a red warning outside yeah. or a yellow warning or a. You know? there seem to be all the different colors but um adam weather. tell us um about your veterinary journey so far tell all the listeners
2: um okay so i am from i don't know if anyone knows my Instagram or whatever, so I'll start from the start, I suppose. But yeah, I uh, am from the north coast of Northern Ireland, like as far north as you can go without hitting the south, if that <laughs> makes sense. So <laughs> go a bit more further north and you'll get to the south, and that's where I sort of sit. Um, I grew up about 20 miles down the road from here in a little village um, called Ballykelly on a beef sheep. And I suppose it, at that time it was mainly an arable spud farm, really. And... Um, And then I decided to be a vet. I suppose I was always going to be a vet. Like it's one of these, you know, it's the old cliche, but I never wanted to be anything else. It was never talked about being anything else. It was just, I was going to be a vet and and it it sort of happened. It's probably not just as straightforward as that, but it kind of feels like it sometimes. Um, Yeah, I started in Glasgow 2004, I started, finished 2009. Absolutely loved Glasgow. Like, couldn't recommend it highly enough. Um, it was kind of a, a toss-up which university I went to. For some reason, I kept going to all these interviews, and they kept accepting me. And at the end up, I had like six universities to choose from, <laughs> and I sort of had to, had to narrow them all down. I don't, I don't really know because my grades weren't like remarkable. like they were good, but they weren't remarkable.
1: You but had anyway, the chance.
2: I don't know, I must have, yeah, I don't know what it was. But I had to narrow it down by like different things. So I suppose like I went to, um, where did I, go? I went to London and I got shouted at on the tube before my interview. And I was like, I am not going to London to study after that. And then I went to Liverpool and I, I loved Liverpool. Like, so I followed the football team, um, thought I was always going to go to Liverpool. But I got shouted at walking down the street really slowly in Liverpool. So that was that. I was like, not going to university there uh went to Glasgow and we had an interview sorry we had a tour of the campus and one of the students taught us all of the trees that were really good to climb and I was like this is the university I want to go to (laughs) so that's how I ended up in Glasgow Um, but yeah (laughs) and then I didn't know I got the final year and I didn't know what kind of a vet I wanted to be I didn't know where I wanted to work like I did my NAVLI so I I did it through California um like this horrible 8 hour exam in Dublin I had to go to, which I actually lost my passport just before and you needed it to log in, so that was another nightmare. <laughs> um, but anyway, I did the NAV leave thinking I was going to work in California, and then I got a phone call. I was in the library studying, and I got a phone call from one of the partners at Riyadh Vets, who I didn't know, and I chatted to him, and he seemed really nice on the phone, and I was like, yeah, i will come and have a chat, and I came in have a chat and offered me a job, and I've been here ever since. Um, so, Yeah, I'd never been in Balamuni really before that, and now I've been here for 13 years. Wow. Um, But yeah, so we are, it's Riyadh Veterinary Clinic. We're a mixed practice, although it's predominantly, well, 80% farm animal, and of that is about 80 ish percent dairy work. Um, And then I started um, as a mixed practice vet, and I suppose I still could call myself a mixed practice vet, although my small animal work now is. Pretty minim- minimal. Uh, I do consults sort of on my evenings on call, and then I see whatever I have to see, um, night times and weekends. Other than that, I focus really on milking cows. Um, and yeah, again, it's not something I ever dreamed that I would I would be be doing because I, I grew up nowhere near dairy cows, um, and I've just sort of fallen into it. Now, I suppose. Because I, like I would always recommend mixed practice because I didn't know what I wanted to do. At one stage, I thought I was going to, to temporarily to work with horses for a while, um, <laughs> and then yeah, I was able to sort of pick what I which which what I enjoyed. Um, and then in 2018, I went to UCD and did the dairy herd health cert for two years. No, 2016 qualified in 2018, um, and having looked back, it was great. Really enjoyed it. Have you done it, Hazel? Am I making that up?
1: No, I've done the Edinburgh one. So I didn't do the. Right. Okay. I didn't. Uh, so I have one module left. Oh, and, you're doing um, good. Well, yeah. It, it, the, my final module got cancelled last year. So it was okay. meant to be done last year. And then I had to wait a whole year to do yeah. the next one. What's that one called? It's a CERT AVP. So it's a food animal production yes. uh, certificate. So, yeah, you can. It's not, as suppose, as specific as. It's not like completely focused on dairy yeah. it's kind of, you, you know, you can do lambs, you can do sheep, you can do alpacas, you can do yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah. So it's quite broad, but I kind of, I kind of pick the dairy modules if you, yeah. you get me. So yeah, mm. I really enjoyed it. It's it's kind of a nice to, I know we've, we did a kind of a, a feature on kind of going back to further study, Michelle and things, but it is mm. nice to, when you feel ready and when it's, when it's, when it's the right time to do it as well, you yeah. know, that, that, it's you nice to kind of refresh it
2: 100% it? yeah like you always have to keep learning otherwise you just get bored doing the same job mm-hmm. and not that it's a boring job because obviously everything's different but if you don't keep learning it's yeah it gets gets different um and you always wanted to do some sort of course but the dublin the ucd one sort of well a friend and, and I decided to do it together so that helped because obviously we were traveling down together mm-hmm. um the only thing i would say for for the UCD cert is quite pasture based. Um, so up here, most of our clients are pretty intensive dairy systems. So it was great to learn about, which was, you know, it was really good. It was different. Whether there was some of it that I probably don't use much of, there's other parts I use every day. Um, so I think the best thing I would took from it really was the, the figures and the facts. You you can go out on farm now and start spouting figures to farmers and it's just another string to your bow for them to actually sit up and listen and think, right, this guy must, half know what he's talking about, I suppose. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's good. Maybe do something in the future. I haven't decided yet. That's
0: very good. Very interesting.
2: Um, And apart from that, um, yeah, that's pretty much been my my working career. I worked, whenever I was at university, actually, I worked as a, um, I did like the whole, kids camp in America that's why I wanted to work in California actually because I went there for a summer and thought that I wanted to live there still would actually after weather like that <laughs>
1: um, we all would <laughs> yeah
2: exactly so anyway, I think the navelies run out now so that's pipe dreams gone
1: <laughs> oh, I don't want to go up to Dublin and do another eight hour exam no
2: <laughs> no definitely not that was a nightmare that exam
1: that was
2: oh finals. could you I'm imagine so-
1: saying <laughs> saying to Rebecca um actually love I I really don't like the wind and the rain. I'm going to go. On. We're going to go <laughs> up to
2: California. Yeah, she'd probably jump at the chance.
0: <laughs> oh. So, Adam, are you a partner then in in Riyadhavet?
2: Yes. So, I, yeah, 2018. So, what's that? Coming three years ago, I qualified in the dairy health cert. I became a dad for the first time, and I became a partner. So, that was a big year.
0: Wow, very and, good.
2: Yeah, and. It changed, being a partner in the business, definitely changed things. Um, It's great, like it's just a total different outlook on on work. I still, because I'm probably the youngest partner I get away with still, um, like for instance, we've got WhatsApp groups. We've got like a WhatsApp group for the partners and a WhatsApp WhatsApp group for the assistants. And I'm in both, because I can sort of get away. And I, I quite like, that's probably my role. Like I quite like being that link between the young assistants and the partners probably because I still feel a bit like an assistant. (laughs) Um, But I I think it's quite good for them because they can have a bit of a a rant and event to me and I can have a bit of fun with them and take the the hand out of them. Um, But yeah, it definitely changes things, you know, Um, for the good, mostly. But there are points, you know, it's like you obviously don't have to worry about collecting money or um, bills or... COVID, things like that. You don't have to worry about as <laughs> an assistant. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been a le- steep learning curve. Um, but we were quite lucky in that there's five partners. I was the fifth. Um, so you know we've all got our roles, we've all got our little jobs to do, and it means I don't have to worry about you know hiring staff as such. We all take little parts in it and you know agree in everything, but I don't have to worry about VAT and rebates. There's other partners that do that and yeah, I've got, like, I suppose whenever I come in and they give me IT systems, social media, websites, things like that, and I really enjoy it, so it's probably a vital part of the business, but I find it quite fun, and, you know, it hasn't really changed changed too much for me. Um,
1: That's really and, good. And well, yeah. as you mentioned social media, we might as well touch on that, um, <laughs> because you're, you are reels are i would say legendary now in the vet <laughs> instagram community um you're definitely putting my reels to shame i'm looking back going oh god i really need to up my game here but um so tell us like how how do you find it all and you know um the vet on the coast isn't it so yeah the vet
2: on the coast 19 hazel
1: oh 19 <laughs>
2: because don't actually know that's that what age from. you
1: are Yeah,
2: someone else must have the vet in the coast, and they're probably smashing it on the other side of the world. But, um, (laughs) yeah, um, that kind of happened. My Instagram, it wasn't planned. I think Rebecca just said to me, oh, you should do one for work, because I always had my own personal one, and I enjoyed it, and I had a bit of work stuff on there, and then Rebecca said, oh, you should do one for work, and it just took off a bit. Um, It's funny, because my, like, All the sort of different farm vets or vet accounts have different niches Mm. and you have to try and find your place and once you find that place then it's quite hard to sort of change (laughs) because you've obviously got a following and my following is quite like eclectic in that i haven't gone down the route of like really clinical or i suppose yeah i do i do quite a lot of scanning and fertility on it that's sort of my my interests but i've got like you know teachers and housewives and I've got massive different sort of following and even like I'll go into the shops and these people will be telling me about you know what I did on Instagram yesterday and I'm thinking (laughs) like I need to keep this uh, this up. (laughs)
0: Insta-famous!
2: Well Mm -hmm. uh, yeah in in, uh, the local what 100 yards maybe Um, but no it's good I enjoy it look my Instagram's probably um it's, it's a fun, like I travel about the country and, and I like showing people that I don't take things too seriously and have a bit of fun and
1: mm.
2: probably That's uh, what I, yeah,
1: that's what I definitely find. It's a bit of comedy, like you're very, I don't know, you can see kind of funny moments and you're very good at, at telling the stories and also how beautiful the North, the North, <laughs> the North Coast is, is yes. just stunning yeah. and I no. love seeing it and I know we have a bit of a rivalry between Cork now and <laughs> And Antrim, but I know. I think uh, so, we'll we won't we won't comment on on this podcast. But no. yeah, you're we'll doing let, great. We'll let
2: everyone else decide.
1: Yeah, well, let, <laughs> yeah, we'll let we'll let it. We'll probably do a poll again there someday. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, do like
2: you know that. What? I think
1: yeah. I. Yeah, go on.
2: I was just saying, it's it's like you know yourself down in Cork or, or wherever. It, where you have to sort of take in your surroundings, otherwise they just pass you by, and you're driving to a sick car or whatever. But. You know, you can't help but look out the window all day. Uh, and whenever you live in an office or whenever that is your office, it's, it's incredible. I broke the chair. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, I I like, I, um, I like showing, it, showing it off, I suppose.
1: And the reels yeah. are very educational too, Adam, actually. I think for young vets uh, listening here, maybe that don't know your Instagram, anyone that uh, is going to pick up a scanner at any point, I think it's a great way of... Um, tuning your eyes into how to measure you know embryos and and you know look even like for fetal sexing I think I've even improved in that from watching your reels because uh. I'm like oh no it's a girl and then every time I get it right I'm like yes and you do really good quizzes and and uh. then I'm like Adam I still I'm still I'm still can do it I've got it right and you're like yeah okay well done uh, <laughs> you what know, is like I, I get quite a lot of
2: messages of people saying thank you for them so it's nice yeah. that's why I do them because like Obviously, you know, you're scanning two, 300 cows a day and you, you might as well, yeah, let people learn, let people see what we do and and, and show off our, our skills, I suppose. Um, but it is scary, the fact that there's so many people getting really good at them now. Um, and that's why I've probably had to tighten the quizzes up because people were just absolutely smashing it out of the park every time. And I was like, nah, they can't, they can't get better than me just by watching my Instagram here. <laughs> Yeah, they, they've
1: gone from maybe like 10, maybe 10 days apart now to about two days apart. Yeah, <laughs> like they're, the going to harder
2: too. <laughs> but it is like the technology that we have, it's amazing. Like we got a new vet a year and a half ago. And um, so I, I got my new Easy Go back in 2018, actually. Just he sort of got into his final year, I think at that stage. And for the first like six months he was out with me watching my phone and just sort of you know tell me what he thought of the age and he got really good at it so then for the next six months then I let him do the scanning and I was able to watch the phone it meant then on day one he was I'll not say it on here in case he's listening but he was pretty pretty good at it and that's <laughs> like whenever I was studying or as a student going out to PD or scan cows was the most boring spectator sport in the world because mm-hmm. you know yeah you got to put your hand in the odd cow but you learned absolutely nothing you didn't even really learn the anatomy because you didn't like it was, it was just pointless so at least now you know with students watching instagram or reels whenever they get on farm for the first time a they know what we're looking at and b whenever they get a chance to go in and look for themselves they know what normal or or you know they can they can age yeah it's it's really good um mm-hmm. uh, but
1: yeah, yeah i agree because we used to be all crowded around like you know those scanners in college yeah. and we were all trying to crowd <clears> around and sure if there was any bit of sunlight you couldn't see yeah. the screen and <laughs> sure I hadn't exactly. a clue when I first qualified I literally didn't I could have I could maybe feel an empty uterus but that was yeah and yeah. I know my friends went off to California and they did like their you know the big kind of rectaline you know yeah. thousands of cows I'm sure they were and it's just that numbers is, like they were so good but like exactly. it is just numbers yeah
2: yes yeah, numbers and I remember whenever I qualified like we like as a practice we do quite a lot of fertility work but I remember thinking like yeah I want to I do that but because all of the the vets have their own clients it's quite hard to sort of break into that and as a young vet it's quite intimidating because then anyone any sort of clients that you do get are usually like small numbers or maybe you know the big six seven eight month just sort of double check is this and calve where you don't really learn anything and um, so getting yeah, you have to sort of keep at it and keep plugging away. And at least then if you can show your boss that you you can do it, you have to do those five and 10 cows and those six, seven, eight months, because you have to be able to sort of show an interest, show the bosses that you, you want to be able to do it. And then, you know, uh, maybe get in there on on one client and try and sort of make a big difference. Um, having an interest is the key, you know, because if you don't have an interest, you'll not want those numbers, but that's all I wanted was just, you know, throw me hundred cows and I'll learn quickly. And that's, yeah, it's great. We're quite, as I say, we're quite lucky up here because it's sort of all year round calvin, we scan all year round. Um, and most people, most of our clients have bought into the, the you know, two to three week um, regular scanning visits. So there's, there's, there's a lot of cows in a small area in Balamone. It's actually known as Cowtown town to most people around here, um, probably yeah it's a really really good area for growing grass but not much else that's like I always sort of slag everyone off around here because I live 20 miles up the coast where we can grow spuds and barley but I find it hard to do that around here uh, I'm going to get into trouble for saying that now actually <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you kind of we're touching on it there Adam but do you want to skip into your advice or tips for new grad vets or students so you're kind of saying there a bit about you know have, have interest but any yeah, other tips so or tricks I suppose
2: um, the, the big one is that you will not learn anything by doing it right. Like you'll never learn anything by doing it right. Cause what happens there is you just get complacent and then you'll have mistakes. And the mistake then is where you'll sit back and go, hold on a minute, what have I done wrong here? And why? Because you do not want to make that mistake ever again, if you can. Um, and you don't like, that's all experience because, Whenever you come out as a new graduate, you think that you can fix everything and that you can treat everything. And only with doing these numbers, you soon realize, you know, you fight your battles. Like there's there's certain things that you you just won't be able to do. But as a new grad, you come out thinking like, I'm just fresh out of university here. I'm here to fix everything. And that's where you you struggle. I think it's probably just a mindset that's drummed into university. Like you don't ever hear about the times where you won't be able to fix that or you won't be able to calve that cow or, You know, unfortunately, the outcome won't be what you want. But with time and with numbers that you see and with, you know, you you add up all your conditions, you know, like I used to think whenever I went out to see an RDA that they're all going to be a complete success. But you soon realize that whenever you go out and you see that toxic cow that's had an RDA for a day, you know, you have Mm. to weigh up, you know, animal welfare, cost benefit and what the farmer, you know, Animal welfare is a big one, really, Um, because, we yeah, we can do an operation, but it's probably not going to have the outcome that you actually think. But again, as a new grad, you just have to work that out and work out yourself. You, You can't, again, you can't just go out and give up before you do anything, because as a new grad, you have to gain the client's trust. And that's where I've been quite lucky that I've had one job and I haven't had to like go through two or three different practices and try and gain all these different clients' trust and and, um, you know, if I just went out and said, look, I'm never going to be able to calve this cow. She's been calving for three or four days and she's been missed or whatever's wrong. If you just went out and gave up as, as the new kid in the block, they would sort of think, you know, who's this guy? Um, but once you sort of built that bit of trust up and they realize that, you know, what you're talking about, then you can actually start and sort of have these conversations about, look, this probably isn't, you know, what you think or, or what we should be doing right now. So yeah, that's probably my biggest is learn from your mistakes. Ideally learn from someone else's mistakes because then you don't have to make the mistake and you're not the one in the wrong. That's probably the biggest one. Learn from someone else's mistakes. <laughs> have <laughs> yeah. lots of case discussions in the practice. That was key to whenever I qualified. Like we have a kitchen table that people are sitting around, you know, most days and you just talk about what you've seen, and there's no there's no silly questions, there's no silly answers. And that's where you learn the most, really um and Instagram actually yeah you learn a lot on Instagram you really do it's great like it's a good little community and again there is no silly questions on there like uh, you could ask anything to any of the the farm vets and they'll give you a a straight answer without sort of looking down their nose at you it's great
1: that's really good yeah yeah I think case discussions are look at maybe in small animals because everyone's in the clinic all the time it's quite it's an easy thing you can kind of go find someone but actually when you're out you know in your car or in your van or, or whatever, it's when you come back into the practice. And I suppose that link was gone with COVID, I felt. Yeah. I used to, in my in, in one of the practices I used to work in, uh, it was such a part of the culture was coming in at half four, or five o'clock, getting a cup of tea and yeah. just all, Some like, time. we didn't really sit down. We just kind of stood around um, kind of loitering, chatting about cases. And, like, the book of calls was always in front of us. And it was kind of like it was quite nosy as well, because you'd be like, Oh, you were at this, so what was going on there? Or yeah, yeah. but it was actually such a good learning thing. So um, I yeah. would definitely encourage um new grads to not just talk amongst themselves. I definitely think talk to older people in the cli- in the practice partners, everyone, you know, yeah, even if everything. you think you like don't be afraid of being like, <laughs> Oh, look, I don't really know I gave this today, I don't know if it's right, like saying it to a partner because look, they're there to help you as well. And oh, yeah. I just think, yeah, i that's my two cents on it anyway. But yeah.
2: and, and even the fact of, you know, if you get to a cow, just say to the farmer, look, do you mind if I ring one of the other vets or one of the partners? Because the clients actually love that, the fact that you're involving Proactive. someone else into it as well, you know, like they would mm. much rather that than sort of just bang on and, and do something wrong or or give the wrong thing. Like they, they love the fact that Someone will stop and, and care enough to ask. And as well, I find that clients love um, showing an interest in a follow-up. So, you know, giving them a ring a day or two later just to see how that animal's doing. Like that shows that that you care about the animal and that you, you know, you want. Because obviously you're taking time out of your own day to do that. But it's just, it's really, really good to do. And again, it, it helps you sort of realize what's working and what's not working maybe.
1: I remember um, calls ringing up farmers being like, um is she is she, still
2: with <laughs> is she still with us I do that all the time I probably don't ring now just because I'm like and then, oh, I don't and
1: then when she is with us I'm like oh brilliant great
2: <laughs> yeah don't don't sound surprised I know. keep the
1: expectations low and then like if she's if she's breathing we're doing well
2: exactly I know I know it's a fine line
1: oh god yeah. But that was bad cases now, Michelle. Michelle's laughing at me here, but they were the ones that, you know, <laughs> you kind of got in the car and was like, okay, I'll ring you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah so, but um, are we going to ask a few heavy questions, Michelle, or what are we doing? about
0: What's next? Yeah. Um, I suppose we're at the, in your opinion, Adam, Uh-oh. what are the biggest challenges facing the veterinary industry at present?
2: This is a tough one um and i like i you could go into a lot of depth here but it'll bore everyone to uh to sleep <laughs> but again it's like for instance i was sitting about this thinking about this all day like what what, I, what's the biggest um changes in the veterinary and i called in to see a guy who i own a heifer with randomly so i called him to see him and, and he said actually while you're here look at this couch. and it turned out she had an lda so anyway we were i was operating away and chatting and he said he had a business development group there this morning there was 30 farmers on his farm with the local sort of um government research farm caffrey and anyway it was because of a a government research program done on this guy's farm on Climate change, and that's like the buzzword, everyone's talking about it. What's going to happen? Because obviously, we've been told that we have to reduce animal numbers by 50% by 2050. But what's that going to mean for vets? Because obviously, it's going to mean a lot for farmers, but it has to mean a lot for vets too, because unfortunately, we can't diversify into treating plants. Um, but yeah, what does climate change mean for us, really? Like, I think we have to be proactive and, and take a big interest in the efficiency of things. Like there's a lot of, of farms out there that could be a lot more efficient. Um, and the way I've probably done that, there's obviously lots of different ways you can improve efficiency, but the way I've, and where my interest is, is, is in genetics and breeding um, and genomic testing and, and trying to breed a more efficient, still productive cow you know, so that if we do have to register numbers, we can reduce the number of cows, but keep them high yielding, producing good quality milk uh, much more efficiently. And I think that's going to be the way, we're, we're being pushed that way pretty much. So to me, you know, it's going to be a case of breeding the right animals on your farm um, with the right bulls, and then selecting from those calves then which ones we use to, to continue breeding the, the herd from um i know just this week actually ahdb in in the uk have announced um, a new sort of um, index for their genomics and it's called envirocow which is a way of sort of uh, benchmarking cows against like how efficient they are and it takes into account like loads of different things lifespan milk components fertility maintenance so the sort of size of a cow because a smaller cow will eat a lot less silage but hopefully if we can breed her to produce that that same amount of milk um yeah so you know if, if we can can get a figure that we can suddenly test a six-week-old calf and say look this calf has a good score for 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 the environment and she will produce less methane per kilogram of milk that she produces that's the one that we want to breed daughters off um going forward and yeah like obviously there's 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 lots of different ways of doing it, but that's the way that, that I've sort of got involved with. Um, I suppose it really ties into the to the fertility side of the thing that I've been doing in the practice. Um, some people find it interesting. Other people would rather, you know, look at I don't know ways of reducing methane production by you can add different buffers to the the silage or to the to the meal to try and actually reduce the output of the cows. And again really interesting um, I think they're doing a lot of research on it at the minute but yeah we're going to have to do something and we're going to have to sort of start now really like it's not that far away um, and the well,
1: people we probably that, all have to upskill a
2: little bit won't we yeah 100% and the people that won't upskill will get left behind you know mm. um, but it's 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 not scary it's it's just changing but look how much has changed even since I graduated 13 years ago like I used to go out and inject batches of calves for pneumonia, whereas, you know, the pneumonia vaccines and the ventilation and housing and environment and calf jackets, I never inject calves for pneumonia anymore. Like, obviously, the farmers do a little bit, but honestly, education and vaccination uh, has changed my job. Like, back then, that was a big part of the day, was vets going out to do that, whereas now, it's never in the book. And you think at that time, like, oh, we couldn't do without that sort of work, but you can, you just adapt and, and change. Um, to me, it's, well, obviously it's a better way of preventing rather than cure, you know? Um, but then you have to then learn how to charge for other services if you're not getting seals in, in one part of it, because then the day, we have to make money to survive as vets and um, the farmers have to make money for us to then make money, you know? So it's a, it's a happy circle. You know, um, but
0: But the climate change, no one has yet to bring that up as one of the greatest challenges. So, well done, 10 out of 10.
1: (laughs) I'm glad you thought about it all day, yeah,
2: all day, all day. But I'm glad you only sent me these questions today, or otherwise, I would have
1: asked them all week. We we sent you them eight like (laughs) weeks ago, Adam. yeah oh, it's like actually a all our secrets out.
0: <laughs> it's a very fascinating area like it's something i'm obsessed with as well um i've done this loads of webinars on climate change and, and farming and there's so much negativity in, in the public press about it as well I and mean, people don't really understand it and yeah it's, it's it's often it's so often um you know methane is seen as the real body which it is but i mean if managed properly it can be you know, it only really lasts for 10 years. It, right. In comparison to thousands of years, like CO2, do you know what I mean? So yeah. good gra- good land management helps exactly. offset it, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. But it's, we really well, need a, lot, a lot of three education. Days.
2: Three storms in three days, like there's got to be something going on with climate change. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's very interesting. Good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deadly.
1: What's next, so Adam, What What do you do outside of veterinary, you know? you're not thinking about veterinary podcasts all day
2: yeah what do i do um so if you'd asked me this question like four years ago i would have had some great answers i would have like i used to used to do a good bit of snowboarding we used to go twice a year once or twice a year um, for a few weeks just snowboard ski and travel i, I love traveling play the guitar, play the piano, do a bit of surfing. Like I sort of like wow. in a lot of different things. But having two small kids, at the minute I watch um, Peppa Pig, that's probably the main <laughs> series that we're on. So <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a full-time dad, really, whenever I get time off work, because you know, you, you, whenever you're on call and, and you do evening clinics, whenever you get home, you don't have time, and you don't want to really go out and then go for a surf. You just want to get in play with the kids and have fun and sort of change things I suppose once they grow up they'll be out doing it with me um but yeah surfing's kind of taking a little backseat at the minute um and yeah we we do lots of kids we go soft play we swim <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> um, I mean I
1: love how you you know yeah like it's it is it's and that you light up there when you talk about it as well and like it's 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 yeah, a big change in your life, but you you know, and I'm sure you'll have them little girls down the slopes the minute oh, they can as well. Hundred
2: percent. We're planning it already. Um, oh. You no, know, yeah, we just have to buy them for a snowboard, but they'll be on them. They'll be on them soon. Um, Covid sort of probably put a put a stop to that. Mm. But yeah, no, it's great. Like as you say, it's just changed things. Um, it's it's hard work having sort of a newborn or two two young kids and juggling a veterinary career, you know, like nights on call um, weekends on call and, and late nights are, are tough going at the best of times, you know, um, but yeah, you just have to sort of learn to cope with a lot less sleep sometimes, um, but it's doable, you know, it's fun, it's enjoyable, you just have to get on with it and keep smiling. That's probably why like, I like to uh, not take life too seriously and, and enjoy everything.
1: Um, That's good I think advice. veterinary probably, being out at night, probably prepares them. Like, I don't have children myself, totally. but... Um, Definitely.
2: The phone ringing yeah. just gets you ready for that sort of baby monitor banging in the middle of the night, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, so, yeah, we, we do a lot of um, outdoor stuff. We, we obviously live on the coast, so, you know, as soon as the weather is good, we, we get both kids up in their snowsuits and head to the coast in the winter um, and take take Alan for a walk down at the beach. Alan's not one of the kids, obviously. He's the little dog that we have. And, um, we were named very badly, actually, because, you know, I thought this would be hilarious, calling the dog Alan. And then, like, about a week later, Rebecca pointed out that our next-door neighbours called Alan. Um, oh, so no! Bill doesn't know that whenever we're shouting for the dog that we're not shouting at him. He's sort of, <laughs>
1: Yeah. He's like, here. "Yeah, what do you want?"
2: <laughs> yeah. He has asked us all, "What's what's all called?" And we're like,
1: I'll be we need to just make something up." Uh, so oh
2: yeah, we like to get outside and we we'll get. Well, you sur- live we in the right place. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. you live in the right place
1: to get out in the out in the in nature and just enjoy it. So yeah, yeah, it's sounds great. good.
2: But, you know, you just you need the weather, I suppose, to do anything at the minute. It's just mm-hmm. um, it's been it's been pretty bad for the past few weeks.
1: Yeah, we got away with it for a while. At the but now yeah, yeah. winter winter has definitely well, arrived.
2: We we had a beach picnic with the girls. Um, I think it might have been New Year's Day. I'm nearly sure it was the first oh. of January, and it was roasting like I was in a t-shirt. We didn't go into the water, but like we were playing on the sand. It was amazing, and I was like, "This is mad for the first of January. This is going to be a great year." And then obviously February hit, and it's rained ever um, since. But yeah, all yeah, sense of security.
0: It, it was going too well. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. way too well.
2: We don't um, have to claim it like
1: Cork. No, <laughs> no. Well, you know, not every place can be Cork, to be honest, with Adam. You know, <laughs> but yeah. people try and places <laughs> try, and they never succeed. Yeah. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh! So, Adam, what um, was your funniest veterinary moment to date, or a funny veterinary moment? my favorite bit Oh, was it it's
2: not mine yeah. I, this this is like <laughs> usually
0: ooh. these stories are something like wasn't funny at the time but you know <laughs> funny now um like i suppose
2: these this is the kind of question that like whenever people ask you you're like oh, i don't know but whenever you're sort of downstairs talking and you're talking to clients like you're buying out all these funny stories but yeah like a good story this is actually a good story um i was at a cpd event in Enniskillen, so about two hours drive from here. Lovely hotel. Um, and like, I go to CPD to learn to a point, but I like the social aspect of CPD. Um, you know, you meet your friends and have a bit of fun. And anyway, we're standing at the bar and um, this woman walks up and taps me in the shoulder and said, you're Martin. I was like, turned around and looked at her. and I was like, yeah, 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 Martin, that's me, anyway, so the whole night I was Martin, I didn't know who Martin was, but I was Martin all night, (laughs) Uh, mainly because she had this beautiful looking girl standing beside her, anyway, to cut a long story short, that was Rebecca, who I'd never met before, but I (laughs) pretended all night to be Martin, for about two years she thought my name was Martin i'm joking joking. but that is like probably the best thing that i've ever got from um from a night drinking at cpd was a wife and um, (laughs) yeah like as i say i'm looking forward to seeing how your cpd plans go how's how's the um how's the progress going
1: we can't we can't promise marriage for everyone <laughs> that has that wives <laughs> we can't promise wives or oh my god we could like Michelle we didn't think of a matchmaking exactly. side of the whole thing like and <laughs> <Liste in> Varna <laughs> Best Space does and Varna that would be yeah, our exactly. next uh, our success. next
0: one uh, yeah, success yeah. event will be like this. First one will bring you success in your business and well being, next <laughs> one, success in relationships. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll
2: do that talk if you want. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, oh, yeah, that's going, going,
0: going very well. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah. We have all of our speakers sorted and we'll wow. be launching them very soon. Yeah, yeah, we've got really a lot good. of really good people coming, so it's great, like good, concept. social as well exactly that's what you need yeah yeah Definitely. the social yeah. side of it question. is going to be something completely different um and we really wanted to include that because in the day you know as part of the day instead of like
2: okay yeah well
0: so like the day of the social there is lectures till lunch and then there's racing um to yeah. late uh, alcohol and activities like
2: yeah oh that yeah. sounds great um, um that's what yeah. i say like the cpd that i've been to in the past obviously you learn little bits and pieces but you, like the, the whole thing is you learn a lot quite a lot at the bar from chatting yeah. to folk and networking and
0: exactly learning. And you never know who you'll meet that's it you know, and we, re- re- we really wanted to put the the social and the networking to have a huge focus because especially now after everyone's been kind of locked up for two years and um i think it's important and it's all completely non-clinical the cpd but i think people are going to be really surprised by it it's going to be class yeah that'd
2: be yeah. good yeah. It makes a change because like cpd you know it, it repeats itself because obviously there's like the same topics that that you go yeah. to and you hear and some of them don't change very much maybe mm-hmm. a different bit of research been done or a new drug's been brought out but a lot of it is quite repetitive so it'll be something mm-hmm. fresh and New.
0: yeah it's going to be like mini ted talks wow yeah <laughs> with, yeah,
1: well, with, class. yeah with <laughs> alcohol on the side <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh that's it's right. very good though but um thank you adam yeah no it's uh it's good and and uh, but that's a great story that's really nice yeah that was so obviously a couple of years ago
2: that was uh oof. oh i'm getting in trouble now here, what you shouldn't ask me that. i think it was no, 20, 2012 Um. so yeah
1: and is Rebecca um, a vet or a vet nurse, or, or is she in the veterinary?
2: No. So Rebecca was there that night because she worked for a company selling pet health plants around oh. um, north of England and Ireland as a whole. So she was there selling that, and, and I was there looking for a wife. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> creeping, creeping around the like, place. <laughs> oh yeah, pretending yeah. to be somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, so, what you were doing. I don't do this all the time, but
2: who knows who will be a bit success.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd love you to know, get your yeah, name out to call Martin. That'd be yeah, so yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Hi, I'm Martin. But oh. as for how um, my stories at work, like yeah, well, probably a real a real good one actually. Um, whenever I started, I was only working like about a week, and I, I live actually. I'm in, I'm in the practice flat at the minute because I thought it'd be a bit quieter here than home. But anyway, I lived in this flat for four years, and one night I was on call and the doorbell rang. So like, if, if the doorbell had rang, like, you know, whenever I wasn't working, I would never have answered it. But anyway, I was all working, so I thought, I better go and see who this is. Anyway, this man that walked out of about 1960, was it the other side of the door? <laughs> I shouldn't say too much, big bushy beard, looked pretty disheveled. It was pouring down outside uh, and he said I've got a cow cabin and I was like oh right I didn't know who he was didn't even know if he was a client I didn't even know I didn't know very much at that stage so and I was like right could you not have phoned he said I don't have a phone and I was like oh right
1: he <laughs> said I've got a cow cabin
2: bring a torch and I was like right this, is, this isn't going to end very well <laughs> anyway I followed this man out about five miles down the road to this pitch black yard and there was no cow and I was like I am going to be like I'm in big trouble here didn't know what was happening and he said she's down that field so when we were walking down this field and this guy's this guy's trousers were tied with baler twine and he got his foot stuck in the mud And his welly came off, and his trousers fell around his ankles. And I was like, "What? Like, what have I got myself into
0: here?"
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I still didn't even know that this was a client or who this was. But anyway, we found this cow, and she ran off. And eventually, she ran sort of into this hedge, and she got stuck in the hedge. And
1: oh my god,
2: we um, yeah, we had to do a cesarean on her, and like, it's probably like one of the most but one of the worst cesareans I've ever done in my life, like pouring rain with this man, there was no help, with no light apart from like him holding a torch and he couldn't even hold that straight. But I remember thinking at the time, like, right, you know, if you can do this, the rest of them will be easy. <laughs> and like, I probably haven't done as one as hard since, actually. Like, that was just a nightmare of a cesarean. Um, but yeah, like one of these lessons that you learn and you think is normal at the time because you're just a new grad. But well, luckily, I've not had anything like that since.
1: <laughs> the pants um, falling yeah. down, though that was, was- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, Is there even a cow in this field? Oh, oh is my going
0: god on here?
1: <laughs> is that Deck watching me here?
2: Maybe,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh, god, so funny!
1: And like, did a cow survive or a calf? Or like, no, I couldn't ring it. remember, I haven't
2: been there. I think she did
1: because- <laughs> <laughs> the
2: <phone laughs> I didn't fancy calling out a few days later, no. Um, well, I think she did. Like, I remember talking to him like at a TV test a few years later, and I'm pretty sure he was like, Oh, that's that cow. And I was like, Oh, never forget her.
1: Wow. Oh, my well, God. Yeah. You're always learning. <laughs> oh, every the day. things we do. The things we do as uh, new grads as well. Things that you're just like, well, well this is perfectly normal. I'll do, do a section here. Yeah. No problem.
2: <laughs> with, with like the whole like learning where all the farmers live. And yeah, it's. it's a a good year you learn a lot about yourself
1: about veterinary oh well look adam we learned a lot about you and your veterinary career and and you know your just life in general tonight so it's great to have you on and and i think that i think people will get a lot out of this podcast especially new grads i think will and um no you've been you've been a great guest and thank you so much for for coming on and talking to us
2: no, thanks for having me at short
1: notice. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, no, no. But well, look, Alan, thanks so no. much, and sure, we'll um, and thank you for uh, we saw the vet's face hat there earlier, but uh, yeah, thank yeah. you for supporting us as well. No and um,
2: uh, luckily, I have to wear hats quite a lot, so you can get a lot of wear.
0: Thank you for listening to the Vetspace Ireland podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and to find out more, go to vetspaceireland.ie. I'd like to give a special thank you to Lloyd and Cowan Recruitment for sponsoring this podcast. To find out more about them, you can find a link to their website in the show notes or more information on our website under Partners page. And don't forget, if you're listening to this podcast, to tag us on all your social medias at Betspace
1: Ireland and just give us a like and a share and just tell all your friends to have a look.